I have been doing a podcast for nine years. That's right, nine years. Since the COVID lockdown, I have taken this podcast from bi-weekly to weekly, and it's been a nice distraction from the dystopian dumpster fire of a world we currently find ourselves living through. Too many reasons to be angry, to be scared, to be disappointed. I am still genuinely surprised that seven months into the lockdown, people still are either unable to wear a mask or unable to wear a mask properly. If there's anything lockdown has shown me, is that there are a lot more idiots out there than I once thought. But I've also been pleasantly reassured that all of my friends, all of my friends, are not those idiots. And it's been a great time to commiserate with them. And all this madness has even brought us closer. Two people that I have been in constant contact with since the COVID lockdown are Damien Abraham and Nick Flanagan. Damien and I talk at least once a week, and Nick and I are always messaging each other. So since I've been on break from the podcast for the last few weeks, and will be for a couple more, I thought this episode would be a fun traipse down memory lane. Episode number 18 from 2012, when Damien made his first appearance on the podcast. And since then, he has been on here, I don't even know, 10 times, 12 times? I have no idea, but it's a lot. And it's more than any other guest that has ever been on this podcast. I can't even keep count anymore. It seems fitting that Damien was the last in-person guest to be on the podcast. And the last episode uploaded was with him before lockdown took over. I must mention here that Damien has his outstanding podcast, Turned Out a Punk, where he chats with a lot of notable people, all of whom share a background in punk rock. Nick has his Nick Flanagan Weekly podcast. Weekly is spelled W-E-A-K-L-Y, and it's been going for two years now, or maybe two and a half years now, yeah. Uh, And these are great chats with fellow musicians and fellow comedians. So this episode with both Nick and Damien is a fun one. And yeah, when you listen to this, you probably think, hey, are they going a million miles a minute? Yes, we are. So buckle up. (laughs) Here we go. Originally aired February 29, 2012, and re-upped for you on October 18, 2020. The Dango Jones Podcast starts now. The Dango Jones Podcast is the best around. Nick Flanagan is Dango's co-hotel over free on Sam Flanagan. I do sometimes. Jimmy in from fucked up. Stop playing. The Danko Jones Podcast is the best around Nick Flanagan is Danko's co-host Download for free on SoundCloud and iTunes Sometimes Damien from Fucked Up Stops by and hangs out too Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready Because the Danko Jones Podcast starts Awesome. Hi. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the Danko Jones. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I felt like doing that. You've done it on a few episodes yeah, where well, you, you, know, you take the reins. I want to be the McMahon. 
Well, I that's didn't. well, that's one way of looking at it. Some of you would be like, "You're the Baba Booey." I am good at the bat. I wish I, I booked this guest. I brought this. Next, it's true. This guest. Yeah. It's true. But you know, I emailed yeah. you too. That's true. Yeah. I just I went through my emails today, and I recently have started smoking marijuana, as these gentlemen have heard. Like how recently? Non-stop. Like, this is like a two-year-old. No, it's like a year. Right? It's really? just over a year now. Um, and sometimes I read emails, and I'm like, I could have sworn. Because I was offended that I wasn't asked, and then I was going back to the emails, and I found I must have read the email after smoking some pot. That yeah, you yeah. And yeah. Yes, so thank you for having me, guys. And oh, who yeah. are you? are always on the list. Oh, who am I? We haven't even introduced him. Oh, it's yeah. Damien Abraham from Fucked Up. We hey. were talking about hey. you Damien. on the last Hi, podcast Damien. with Wade, and he's here. So thanks a lot, Damien. No, wait, me. When you said he's here, they could assume Wade's yeah, here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sometimes when uh, or God's here, I listen. God's here. I listen God's back to the uh, the uh, the podcast. I, I realize what I'm doing because people don't he, he, see it. Is I'm actually the tech for the podcast yeah. as well. So DIY. Yeah. So if you're listening sure. to this podcast and you're like, why does Danko sound so anxious all the time? <laughs> 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 it's because so I, I will try to make eye contact with you guys as much as possible. Nick, you know the routine, but I'm used to no eye contact. From also, you. <laughs> off it's less awkward too. afterwards if you don't do the eye contact. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've had that experience. But then I hear on the podcast as well. Nick slips in all these lines that right. that that I don't get like, because I've got my attention. Diverted. Nobody gets them. <laughs> Until I it's listen fun. back, yeah. But Damien Easter Abraham eggs. is here from Fucked Up, um, hey. the singer from Fucked Up, uh, Spin Magazine cover boy. He's on Coke, uh, a, a cola, a cola, cola, Coca Cola. Jeez, oh, not sponsoring, not sponsored. Those guys, <laughs> yeah, dude. What are you doing? Those guys burn down entire continents. They do. And I reap the flavorful benefits. As you have mentioned at the top of the podcast, uh, you are now Mm -hmm. a new pot smoker. I am. I am not. And I've gone on record. And I've well, at one point, you, you and I were going to start a straight edge band. That's a lot of people don't know this, but we, we, you we were in Dallas Green. Wow. No one knows this. I've never spoken about it to anybody. But so, I, what was I the wanted name? to do a spo- I wanted to do a straight edge band in the style of Zeke and the Dwarves, oh which would have been amazing. That would have been awesome. <laughs> would thought. have been so confusing for that fan base. No, it's like straight, straight, straight. Yeah, no, I don't. Musically, it makes sense, but I just picture you guys touring with like Speed Dealer, Zeke, and X. Exactly. No, <laughs> X energy drink only and, X and hit the hotel right, right away. <laughs> um, but uh, I would have probably been on bass. Dallas would be on guitar, and I can only do one thing. Right, the classic move. The High five, bongo, buddy. Boom, we don't know how to do boom. anything. Actually, I remember the first time. One of the first times I ever met you, Nick, mm-hmm. was uh, Teen Crud opening for the Swarm Comeback Show. Teen Crud Combo. And you smoked weed, and I was like, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am now being like, yo, I should have known then how cool he was yeah. to chill. Yeah. And that was before <laughs> our infamous Dave Foley party night. That was a big night. That was, But I want to go back to the smoking weed before okay, the hardcore sure. yeah. show thing. Great idea, first of all. <laughs> Think of how boring and awkward the hardcore scene is because of not smoking weed. But then, of course, there's the flip side, which is like that whole like uh, hat, you know, flipped, uh, yeah, brim party flipped thrash. Up, party thrash thing. Also irritating. Also so irritating. I don't really know. No, you're kind of like, yeah. I think, you know, I also, I don't take anything away from being straight edge. Like, that was like, for me, if I hadn't been straight edge in that time, 
I don't think I ever would have found who I am, and I certainly Whoa. wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Maybe that's uh, why I haven't found who I am. That's yeah. true. Because I wasn't functional until, like, you know, now that I smoke pot, now I know how unfunctional smoking pot makes you. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm incredibly unfunctional. But were you, you have a lot of amazing ideas, but just not a lot of follow through on said amazing ideas. Yeah, that's true. You really got to pick one and just roll with yeah. it. And, but I want to hear more about this band. So, okay, thank you. Was on bass, yeah. doing gang backing vocals. We never, we never practiced. No, we never jammed. We just talked about. Did you it. have names? Did you have? Any and I names? talked about it with Dallas and Damien separately. Separately, yeah. We mm. never were in the city at the same no. time. Super group. How long ago was this? Uh, four years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Four years. Four ago. Year ago. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I still think it's a great idea. Oh, it would have been, but w- yeah. I don't think we are the people to pull it off now. No, not anymore. <laughs> now it wouldn't be straight. I'm still straight. I'm still straight. I still ah. got my edge. But you have a, you <laughs> might drink a beer, right? No, I don't drink beer. Let me. I will you a have beer. a. No, let me. I'll hand you a Jack and Coke. Okay. I will yeah. drink that. So you'll drink spirits. When we were on tour with Motorhead, I passed his dressing room one day, and he motioned me to come in. Uh-huh. And this was while the guys were upstairs doing sound check. And when Lemmy hands you a Jack and Coke, A, you drink it. Yeah. And B, it's like one-tenth Coca-Cola right. and nine-tenths <laughs> Jack. Jack Daniels. Yeah. So I was drinking, and, and just the buzz of being in the same room with Lemmy, and he started, we started talking about things, and he was, it was a great hang. Yeah. And I just kept drinking more out of enthusiasm yeah. that I'm there, and I didn't feel the... the and when right. I got up, uh-huh. I... I almost fell over. Right, right. <laughs> and I went upstairs for sound check, and I was like the happiest guy, which I'm usually not. Right. Uh, on the afternoon on tour, and everybody was kind of, kind of whispering to themselves. And then I just went up to JC and I go, "I was just down there <laughs> drinking, <laughs> I'm actually drunk at you know four in the afternoon." Um, so that was that was, was yeah. So you how was the show that night? You do, it was a good show. Did you take a nap? I was sober. Between yeah, no, show. I was sober by then. Yeah. In your defense, I know some womb to tomb straight edge kids that have said that if Lemmy offered them a line of speed, they'd do it because it's Lemmy. You know, it's like that's like the so really it's dude, like womb to Lemmy to tomb. Womb to Lemmy. If Keith Richards hand, hands me a mirror with a yeah. line of coke, I'm probably gonna do it. But he for sure has hepatitis, so you got to be make sure that you're not using. Just the so same. he seems strong. I think he has hepatitis, but he says he beat hepatitis actually in his book. Because well, they don't they wash yeah. his blood? Didn't that that <laughs> no, he he, 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 he denies that oh. pretty strongly that any of that blood transfusion stuff happens. He's, but yeah, he says he does say that he went to Jamaica or whatever to like help beat get over this like strain of hepatitis he got to the and power of marijuana right Just to the power of marijuana of marijuana you got, neither of you guys soup. read that book no. I mean it's it's it's, it's worth the read you know what I'm reading right now actually home. the Duff McKagan book how's that oh wow. amazing is it called Duff of, a, Duff of a Salesman no it's not it's called It Ain't Easy uh, or it's so easy, I think. So rough, it's so easy. So but rather, I, was like, I, I thought it was a play. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I was a huge. Yeah. I'm still like big Guns N' Roses fan. Yeah, uh, not the 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 you know, not like uh, Use Your Illusion too. Well, we I are, actually loved. Yeah, Use there's Your some good shit on when you were, when we were on the GNR tour. I know. You I wanted Dizzy Reed's uh, autograph. Autograph for my brother. It. My brother was it. my brother had an airbrushed white leather jacket with Axl Rose's face on it. Nice. <laughs> That's I, will, yeah. I, I owe you that autograph. I'll Don't worry. I, I remember hearing uh, reports from that because that was the infamous uh, Ireland show. We were on that show. I know. What happened our, in Ireland? Uh, that was the riot. There was a riot. And you guys had to play for an hour? 
or Long, two hours, uh, like, about 70, 80 minutes. Wow. We and basically what it was was uh, we we came on, and before we went on, uh, the stage manager said, "You're probably going to have to extend it fifteen minutes." So we did a quick huddle, threw in th- the other songs that got the cut that night, and when we were on forty five minutes. JC just kept doing this, like, come on, keep it going, keep it going, because that's what they were telling him to do. Yeah. And we were running out of songs, and uh, the audience was really patient for a band that, you know, they didn't really pay to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were being inundated with a full headlining yeah. set. And then we we were in our dressing room, and we were just hanging out, and it was such a long hangout yeah. that we were just like, where's the music? When we walked out of our dressing room, the whole GNR band are going back in, and they were like, that's it. Then uh, one of the guys in the crew said, you either leave now because there's, there, there's probably going to be a riot, or you stay for the entire night till 4 in the morning or whatever and right. wait it out. So we fucking packed you up our it. bags, and we got the fuck out of there. Bailed. We bailed. It's a good tale. I mean, except for the fact that you didn't. You didn't see anything. We were already with <laughs> love. We that. last year we did ten countries with. Them. Yeah, yeah. We played. A, we they took us all over the world. So you didn't miss. It. You know, I'd, I'd prefer to have that as my like. You know, now you have a, a GNR riot story. You know? Yeah, no, that's amazing. Montreal GNR Metallica. That was the big story. Yeah. When it, St. That was, Louis. That was sort of my introduction to like rock and roll. Was not. Being at that no, but hearing about it, hearing yeah. about it because that show had just happened at, at Maple Leaf Gardens yeah. in Toronto, and uh, you know, my friend—I don't know if he had a—he might have had a tour shirt. They probably made a tour shirt for that oh, tour. I, yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah, these yeah. are three bands I should care about: Metallica, Faith No More, and Guns N' Roses. And because I, I'd been mostly into like rap music in my elementary school days. Because I, I grew up in like sort of this weird like mixed up school that was like kids from everywhere, and then I went to this like totally not that high junior high, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta get into rock really fast." Because <laughs> I went, I went with some of the kids from my old school, but we were not. I was not in the class with them, so I like made friends with this like rocker dude, and then. And I was like, "Okay, just tell me everything." I was like getting along with him. Then I switched classes. And my f- old hip hop friends were like in the new class, and my f- and then my friend was like, "What? I thought you liked rock." And then I got the poser. I got oh. called the poser. Poser tag. Yeah. And uh, that man, that 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 friend of mine's name was Nick Flanagan. It was myself who I was battling with. <laughs> this is like time. that move. This is like a movie written by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that was. I just slam lam. Just for the record, I, I just want to say that that was probably the only time where there was any. Kerfuffle. The uh-huh. rest of the the rest of the year with with GNR, it was it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. And th- that night was awesome too. Oh, for it's just, just ridiculous. That. Like I can only imagine. The day I bought Use Your Illusions Volume One and Two, I also bought uh, uh, NWA record on import, and the yeah. guy wouldn't let me buy it until I could tell him what it, the NWA stood for. He wouldn't let <laughs> Sam the record man wouldn't sell it to me until. And I was like, he was I'm not, like, I'm not supposed to say that word, sir. <laughs> I it? think I eventually I, I said I spelt it with uh, like dropping a letter. He could have been charged with like sexual harassment. I think in 2012 for doing uh, that. Probably. Yeah. That was it. Was really awkward. But you can't do that. Record store. Do like that. no one would put that in a record store. It's like, oh really? Oh, fuck you. I'm gonna go home and download it. Peace. Imagine you do that with KMFDM. <laughs> what does KMFDM stand for? What does the MF stand for? Well, people say it sounds for motherfucking and it's for Depeche Mode. Okay, you can now listen to this subpar industrial music. <laughs> <laughs>
Really? Dave Foley party night was, was, that when, I was, not it was when I was still in high school. Oh. Dude, let, I, you want to hear the Dave Foley party night story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the best story. Okay, so this is like Teen Card Combo uh, was the toast of North by Northeast or was Canadian Music Week? Yeah, we had that weird thing where we were. That's your old band. Yeah, my old band. Old we, band. we were slugging it Still out one in of Toronto. My, in my opinion, <laughs> one of the most underappreciated great bands of Definitely. Al, I think Allison put a lot of work into the yeah, songwriting. Yeah, but it, everything about it is And the just recording so and everything. It was, it was it's like, like it recorded up, yeah, but I'm happy with Allison oh. Baker, who's now in Dirty Ghosts. Dirty yep. Ghosts. Yeah. Yep. DirtyGhosts.com. So what happened at the? <laughs> so we go. So they were the they were the toast of the town, and mm-hmm. I was doing mods and rockers at the right. time. So we were both kind of like somehow on the inside of the the, the Canadian music industry wall. And we uh, were with, it was at the end of. Were you at the show that ended? Yeah, we all yeah. did. We go together. Yeah, that we was all went afterwards, and I went with JC. Right, and, and we all heard. Hey, JC, by the way, Jeff Cohen, Jeff yes. Cohen, yeah, not, not John yeah. Calabrese, no. Uh, Jeff Cohen, huge promoter in Toronto, local promoter. But yeah. he uh, and he's like, we're all going to the Mary Margaret O'Hara's house for a party, right? And I'm yeah. like, oh, Catherine O'Hara's sister. Forgetting, of course, that she's also a renowned recording yeah. artist. In her own no, but I was also I was similar. I was like, oh, I yeah, love exactly. the O'Hara family because he's the comedy comedy fan. Yeah, I yeah. think I might even told her that out. night that I thought her sister was awesome. I might have done the same thing yeah. too. So we go, Nick, Nick, and I go there, and we were the definitely the youngest people there. That was a well, we were. You're actually older than me. I think I'm 32. Yeah, and I'm 31. But the funniest thing is like, oh, you make it seem like I'm like 57. Like, <laughs> no, no, you're no, actually no. older than but me. But you and Sandy from from fucked up, both of you are are slightly older than me. But your enthusiasm levels as when we were when I first met you was so high that I was like, oh, these people are like 14 years old for saying. sure. Well, because also Nick, you, Nick's acting like he's like above it all. Nick was rolling with a yak back, and the only reason you were more mature than us is because Allison Baker took you under her wing. Why did you think I was the old? Dudes. Why do I think I'm more mature when I brought a yak back to a party? You had a yak back to this party. It's a toy for eleven for eleven year olds. So this party was like a real eye opener for me. It's the first time I ever saw someone smoke pot out of an apple. Dave Doman from yeah, Swearing we Motors. Did that. And then Sunrise. Yeah. I think it was like when we, we definitely was stayed like, at the party This is when I was still straight. Sun came up. I also saw people do cocaine, and this is before this is in that weird period where now I realize it was just a lull for cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Five to ninety eight, yeah. let's yeah, say, like, when, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, people yeah. love this stuff again. Yeah, um, yeah. but at that point, like, I'd never seen someone like because I, right, I, I right. and I'm like, oh my god, I wonder if they're going to have a heart attack. And I'm not going to say who did it in front of everyone, but yeah. it was someone we all knew. And I'm like, I hope they don't have a heart attack in front of me. I'll give you a clue. It was Toronto mayor at the time, no last. <laughs> <laughs> but then also allegedly there was a slightly bloated, and I believe from hearing the Mark Marin podcast now. Recently divorced, Dave Foley. Probably at that time he was divorced. He was with a woman at the, that point. Well, he was with the actress that actually was also in Brain Candy. Uh, an actress that was in Brain I'm not going to say anymore because I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're really towing the line. We have this party story that's like, there was coke. It was was there. Everybody. First of all, I don't know. Turn this podcast into a Toronto sex, <laughs> Toronto rock star sex secret thing. I know so many dirty secrets. <laughs> okay, well, just I give us. I know a few myself. But, give but, us, well, I want to hear but, all these. No, but then Dave Foley yeah. comes up to Nick and I, who are both, we're huge to you. Big fans. News radio is amazing. Scott Thompson. But even then, yeah, 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 so news, news radio was great, and but 
But for sure, Kids in the Hall is probably the yeah, thing for us. But this was just time. after TV on the radio was finished. So that's why TV we, on the radio. Uh, TV. <laughs> <laughs> just after finished with TV on the radio. So many. You have so many names of things in your head. <laughs> um, but this just after news radio was over, and he comes up to Nick and I and goes, yo, do you guys know where I can get some E? Yeah. And we're both like... <laughs> What? <laughs> Can we put this story yeah, out of here? His, he asked us. He asked us for. He did ask us. He asked us if we had ecstasy. He was like, "Guys, got ecstasy," and it was and like he was wasted by this point. Yeah, too. I really but, want to put this story on. I think yeah. we can. Can we? No. Yeah. Like it's not like we're like. I don't it's know. Last year, this is like fifteen. Okay, sixteen yeah, years let's ago. Say that for yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. But and Dave Foley, the, you know, we're also. I want to put this story out there so that you can someday come t- on this podcast and maybe. Do you hear about Mark Maron podcast? Yes. yes. It was That's great, but very depressing. Depressing shit. Depressing. Uh, the, you know, I mean, that was what Scott Thompson was talking about in the interview with us. Was, yeah. was just, he was kind of like a little bit bummed on the fortunes of, of certain kids. But you know what a lot of those fortunes have to do with? Marrying people two times. You know, yeah. like that, you get, you have two like alimonies you're dealing with. Yeah. I, I mean, you know. I think it also comes from being like, your they were like, fortunes. to go from being like a Canadian you know, kind of reasonably known star to being someone that's actually getting attention internationally. That's got to be a bit of a, a mind messer. Well, know? that was another thing that Scott said to us that he definitely has. I like how I censored myself. <laughs> what, a mind messer? It's a mind messer. It yeah. messes with your mind. <laughs> you know, mind fucker. Mind messer were one of the better Toronto bands <laughs> in 1991. Amazing. Mind messer. The demo? You got to uh, hear the demo. But like, yeah, no, I... So the, and then Nick starts recording Dave Foley's voice and yakking it back to him with his yak back. <laughs> And we start really messing with Dave Foley's head at this point. He's like, it's a tool of the devil. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh wow, Dave Foley just said something in the spirit of Dave Foley. This is great. Hecubus? Not in the spirit of this dark, depressing dude that's asked trying to score E yeah. off two six seventeen year old. But that kids. was I mean, that party was so funny because there oh, was, was there was so I feel like Nico Case was there. I'm and, sure and she I, was, there yeah. was like it was really a thing. Dan Burke was, was definitely there. Dan Dan there was Oh, I'm sure we can mention his name. There I'll draw without editing that. Yeah, there was it? lots of people there at this party, which was not an illicit party particularly. No, no it wasn't. Like, like, it wasn't a drug I, party. Yeah, to give you an Well, you did start it by saying <laughs> that you saw weed <laughs> and cocaine. But that was like so. my first time seeing it. That's how like, rare <laughs> yeah. it is. It was more no. of a music yeah, but industry. That, now you, really gotta, it, you really got to go back and, and remember that it was just pot <laughs> and hash and even like mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. Without the cocaine aspect, because that really kind of that's a different <laughs> drug scene in well, itself. Yeah, because it just and it also like because I don't was I guess it was like crazy expensive back then. It must be cocaine really cheap now. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Let's call the nineties. It's funny when out. when you finally see someone do cocaine in front of you, there aren't any like like um, firecrackers that go off. Like no. in my head, it's like cocaine, and it's it's accompanied with like you know kids drug yeah, exactly. drugs commercials and songs and jingles. Like, yeah. Are they going to OD? Are they become addicted yeah. right in front of me? And they I just did it, and there was no background music. And I don't like seeing people. At, uh, there's two things, two drugs I don't like seeing people do. And if I ever see someone do heroin in front of me, I'll probably add it to the list. But I would say seeing someone do cocaine is not. Really fun to watch. No, it's not. And <laughs> then I've actually had to see. I've seen people smoke crack in front of me too, and uh, that's probably the most insane thing yeah, to see someone crazy. do. And because they sort sober, of do it as a fuck you. Being like, sober, which I've been, that's kind of weird to see too. People who are high on coke, yeah, is really fucking annoying. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't deal with it. But you can't what, go to a party. It's, it's where, not as annoying as drunk people. But <laughs> fucking, what about drunken on coke? 
That's I have, that's uh, when they just get aggressive. No, I no, I have like, a friend who like yes. he starts speaking in like a series of clicks when he's drunk and probably <laughs> all gacked up, as they say on the streets. That's what I hear. Go, <laughs> he was gacked. I knew. Uh, no? I knew on this bruise cruise we played last weekend. We did. I played oh, yeah. a cruise. We should talk about your bandits. <laughs> no, no, no. Like we don't. But I knew on that weekend. I'm like down there, and I'm like, did you notice how weird the weed was? What color it was? And the guy's like, no, I know the cocaine was still white. And I'm like, oh, this guy's on a definitely a different sort of trip than I'm on. <laughs> Yo, you know what's my dream? I, it's interesting. Doing this coke and being stuck on a boat <laughs> for a couple of days. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> The first time I met you mm-hmm. was not here. No, actually, no, it was here because I've met you several times. I'm, I'm the first time we became oh. friends. Oh boy! No, okay. the very, very first time I ever met you was backstage at the concert hall when you were playing the Exclaim party. Oh uh, god, was I an asshole? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Good. Okay, like, but like, it was also like at that point. This was Danko Jones, not an earlier band. No, it was Danko Jones. Yeah. It was Danko Jones, and then uh, the first, and then I guess. Another time was uh, you came and this was the coolest time. This one I knew you were cool then because like everyone was like, oh, he's cool, he's cool, he's cool. He's like, blah blah. Because blah. it was like Danko Jones, larger than life character, and like everyone I knew knew you, right? And like was like, you know, he's a cool dude. But the time that I knew how down you were is when you came to the Lions Club, and it was a band, a show. My band opened uh, Don Louis, not fucked up. Uh, but which also Mike Halichuk was in, uh-huh. and you came down and performed with Countdown to Oblivion. And I remember like that. Yeah, didn't we play song. that show? I don't know if Teen Crowd played. I feel like I no, saw Teen didn't. But Teen Crowd didn't teen, play. Teen to the Teen. But we did. We played with Death Threat and Countdown, and I feel like I saw. Oh yeah, no, you sang with us. That's what I'm I sang with of. Teen yeah, Crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, combo once. Yeah, yeah, but you came out and did like Youth of the Day. Minor threat and a Black Flag song. It was a negative approach. A song. negative approach song. Yeah, yeah. What, what negative and approach song? Nothing. I can't even remember, man. No, I it was a fast one. It was definitely a fast one. Maybe it was one. a minor threat song, too. I yeah, because you came out and it was just like guns blazing. But, like, uh, but then when the time we actually became friends. When I knew it was you, yeah. you fucked up was already like, well, I know we we met in, in uh, Holland. In Holland. At, at the uh, Lowlands Festival. Holland Lowlands, yeah. And the whole, I think I've told this, not on this podcast, but a CBC podcast. I told an interviewer this year at Holland's Lowlands because we played again. And he's like, so you've played this festival before? And I'm like, I met, it was the cool this day because it was like we hung yeah. out I went over to your stage and I'm like hey it's cool to meet you and I remember you just being like hey <laughs> well see I had been given this whole backstory on the singer from fucked up is crazy <laughs> and he does all this crazy stuff on stage and then uh, I looked at the I looked at the the, the pictures on, on Hidden World and it was just this kind of black and white fuzzy photo yeah. so I couldn't make you out so I didn't know who they were still talking about so I, I liked Hidden World, and, and I, I really liked Fucked Up. And I remember telling everybody, after we finish our show, I want to go see Fucked Up. But I think Holy Fuck, that other band, yeah. was playing either the same day or another day. I got the F words mixed up, and uh, I went. To, I was actually on my way out or something to try and catch your set. And, and I also I ran into you. Yeah, and I also mentioned to all the guys, I'm like, yeah, but they probably fucking hate us. He probably <laughs> fucking hates hates me. And and so I ran into you and you introduced yourself. And I was taken aback that you were not Aww. anything that I was I was told that you were dev- it's too it was too nice a guy, and we ended up 
hanging out for the whole day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was, and then we uh, we went and had lunch in that room. Yeah, and Tricky was eating right in front of us. Tricky, Tricky. What was, was he eating? Was Tricky there? Trip Hopper. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know what he was eating. There was a huge candy table. Was at he home eating Trip popcorn? All the bands eat in this in this area together. Yeah, communal. That's what I love most about playing festivals is because that's when, even if you're a band like Fucked Up who's normally playing an early slot on a small stage, mm-hmm. you have the possibility to rub elbows with these people and like being a music nerd like yeah. I am. And anytime I know anyone's slight connection to some weird, obscure band that I love, I want to talk to them about it. And that's yeah. where I've had... That's where I've met so many people. So like, many people. Just like, have you been shut? Have people shut you down? Because you're so gregarious. I feel not. like that people generally respond probably pretty well. But I, uh, mu- uh, you there's know. a couple of people that I like have. I've kind of like been like, oh, they're not. But normally it's me being like, I don't really want to go up and talk to them. But normally, like, I think I kind of think that if you come from punk and hardcore. You're gonna have at least some grounding, some in level of groundedness. Yes. Yeah. So and even so, if you're pissed off, it might actually be chalked up to just, well, this is the fucking yeah. moment. This yeah. is the moment here. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Because like everyone, yeah. like Rollins, but I think Rollins is pretty jaded. To he would have been. He would have been the guy that I would have dropped. Yeah. And I've met him a few times. Yeah. And he's like, he just never. I've never. Oh. I met him recently, and it was good. When because he's it was a, like I was. I with, know he's cool. He saw you guys. I remember on MTV. Like it's so funny the thing with fucked up it's so crazy because there was like there's so many different oh yeah sort of sediments of, of, <laughs> of in the rock now uh, it, so there was the time you played MTV Canada the first time yeah which is the first time which I didn't go to but uh, I knew that Rollins was a guest yeah. on it that that episode and and it sounded like he interacted mildly with you yeah he came well here's what happened this was like and this is also after I'd had like pretty pleasant experiences meeting people. Uh-huh. And bands, but he was in the dressing room right beside ours, and so I just left our dressing room. His door was open. I went to walk in it and say, "Hey," mm-hmm. and I had my SOA seven inch with me, and nice. I had my, uh-huh. my uh, uh, damage to get signed. And I'm like, "Hey," and then his publicist gets like right, stops like right in my face. He's like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, I just want to say hi to Henry, and he wasn't very far away. And he's like, "Well, that's not going to happen." And then I'm like, <laughs> "Okay," so I just go back to our dressing room. Then they brought him in. And he was like, hey, nice to meet you guys, whatever. And then I brought up some really obscure band from his book. Oh, Pure Hell, which is one of the first African-American punk bands Mm -hmm. from New York. And they were just amazing. And he brought up their 7-inch. It's a really kind of obscure 7-inch. And I'm like, I love that you talk about Pure Hell in your book because no one knows about that record. And as soon as he mentioned that, he like... You know, was like, oh, okay, let's let's chat. Let's hang out. And then we had to go play. And we walked away from a mid-mid story. I'm like, I really want to hear the rest of this, but... And he was like, "Fine, walk away while I'm talking to you." And I'm like, "I have to play." <laughs> you, he wasn't. He was joking. I think he was joking, yeah. but still, I was just like, "That's wrong." It's kind of hard to tell with with him. It seems. But like I've, I've had met like, him a, f- a few times too. And one time I met him was at backstage at the Mike Bullard show. Okay. <laughs> Mike Bullard, Bullard, by the way, is Canada's most famous talk show. Right. It was a nighttime talk show <laughs> yeah. for not being watched. For not being, yes, the most famous <laughs> so unwatched a friend, talk show. A friend, a friend of mine was working at the Mike Bullard show, and she called me up and she said, she knew I was a big Rollins yeah, fan. Yeah. She goes, Henry's here, uh, come down at such and such time. That's when the guests can meet people. So I came there, I get there, she goes, okay, this is the situation. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, man. And, and uh, she goes, uh, he hasn't come out of his dressing room. The whole day he's been here, he's been with a friend, 
with quotes, oh, like yeah. a, his girl or whatever. Sure. He's been in there. They haven't, hasn't come out. Yeah. So, so I was just like, ah, crap. Okay, well, you know, I'm here early than I wanted to be. Uh, so they said, well, let, let's see what we can do. So one of the girls goes into his room. And now I'm just going, well, this is crazy. He comes out. He's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he is pissed. And I, 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 was, I, just, I didn't even want to meet him at this point. I just said, fuck, fuck it. He's right in front of me. And he goes, he, they introduce us. And, you know, he sh- opens it. He shook my hand. He broke my hand. <laughs> and when he did it, he looked at me. Like, he was basically telling oh, yeah. me, He's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and I'm he was, not stoked about he doing it. He was breaking my hand. And I didn't, I, didn't, this is so I didn't look away. I just kept my stare right at him. And then I handed him our EP. Oh, no. And that's when he kind of turned around and yeah. got light a bit. He goes, oh, this is your thing? That's exactly what he said. And he goes, great, we'll rock it on the bus. Yeah. Cool, but, you know, I should have handed him the EP before Four the handshake. Yeah. Have I told my I Rollins meeting stories on this, this show, too? No, you haven't. It's a tiny story. I was working at a record at the, as cash at Sam the Record Man, this very large record chain, and uh, Rollins was there, I guess, with his, maybe with the actress lady, who he was allegedly... Janine Garofalo? No. Oh, I know who you're talking Carrie about. Yeah, 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 or whatever yeah. from yeah. Sliders. I don't know if they dated, but that was what they were saying at the time. And he comes to my fucking... You know, cash. Till. Yeah, yeah. And my till. Thank you for remembering the name of, of what a cash. Was. I always I wanted to work in a record store. I know all yeah. the lingo. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and it's Ron's, and I'm like, hey, uh, how, how's it going? Uh, how, how's the show? How's the show last night? Because <laughs> they just played, and he's like, he's like, it's good. It's good. How how's tour? It's like it's a struggle. Struggle. <laughs> That's awesome. He totally said it was struggle. And I was like, I got this card. It can get you fifteen percent off. <laughs> you you, you, said like, that you want to sign up for a discount program here? I think he was buying Rocky Erickson. And but yeah, so that, I just love that. I don't know the Rollins man touring. You know, he's touring is still a struggle. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. like yeah. I think I don't think I don't like even it's the probably food, true. We were, we were on that Foo Fighters yeah. tour, and Dave Grohl's like, man, I hate days off because I just go into my own head. And I'm like. Wow, and you have every distraction at the in the yeah, world yeah, at your disposal. Walk on the street, yeah. and you are and you are still like still finding touring hard because you still miss your family. Like yeah, that, it's a tough. It doesn't matter yeah. how rich or famous you are, you still miss. your Well, because the problem is, you know, like the, as you get more successful, you're also aging, and your yeah. needs are changing, yeah. and you're still fucking stuck in this like running wheel yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Before we take off, I do want to ask something about the fucked up right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you on a hiatus? Is that what's going on? Because I like I I remember talking to people in the band like a few months ago, and I heard there was going to be like a slight hiatus. There was going to be a slight hiatus, but then it was one of those things where, and you know this, if you're not touring in a band, you are not making more. There's no revenue. There's no. Like, yeah. and, you know, we're not like a band that can get a lot of sinks, which is something yeah. that a lot of bands do. Yeah. So it's really down to, like, finding ways to do, make it work. But, yeah, we're kind of, like, trying to take a little bit of a break. Because last year, I think I lost my mind. I really felt I lost my mind touring. Yeah. Like I was just, like, becoming someone I didn't really like and just, like, miserable. And it's, like, taking for granted, like all I ever wanted. You know, this is all I ever wanted as a 15-year-old kid. Like, I didn't want to be in a really famous band. I wanted to be in a band that was, like, 
famous enough that I could meet Thurston Moore and like talk to Jay Maskis and like right. you know yeah meet Henry Rollins and like these are the people that I cared about like yeah and and it's like this is all I ever wanted and and like it, it was weird because one of the first bands that I really got into and I got out of them really quickly <laughs> was the Foo Fighters like the Foo Fighters I was like super into because I'd heard I was into Nirvana and then Nirvana ended uh-huh. and then I'd heard rumors of this band the Foo Fighters and yeah. it was going to be Dave Grohl's new band yeah. and I remember going to see them when they opened for Mike Watt in Toronto at the Opera House and buying like a bootleg tape the next day in Graffiti Alley. Do you remember that sort of Graffiti Alley? Of course, I remember Much Graffiti music. Alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Next like to the, uh, the it had the, coffee, it was the best. The it was like the alternative yeah. mall. Yeah. Basically, yeah. 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 there was like there was like the Wiccan store and the record store and the rave store. Yeah. Oh, I fucking you loved buy bootleg Graffiti tapes at that one yeah. store. Yeah. And the bootleg store. Yeah. yeah, and I bought like a bootleg of that Mike Watt Foo Fighters show. And like here I am, like you know, 17, 18 years later. On this tour, opening for the Food Fighters, and I've got this tape that I bought, and I'm like, yeah, I bought this bootleg like when I saw you guys, and I made you guys copies. That's awesome. But it's like that's like this is all I wanted, like, and then like last year I just lost sight of that, you know, like mm. that this is all I wanted, and that was because you were just too wrapped up in it. I was like, I think I was wrapped it? up in it, but I think I was also just like really missing hope. Yeah, really missing. Hey, dude, hope. I hear you, man. And yeah, yeah and you, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't mean like, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Nick has no idea. <laughs> this piece of shit here has no idea our burden. It's a struggle, I, I as Rollins have, said. I have gone on tour. Yeah, before. right, Nick. Yeah, right, you've been on tour. I with am. the Foo Fighters? With Guns N' Roses? No, then you stay in this conversation. <laughs> I've been on tour with... Uh, you did a drug stop. Yeah, you went... <laughs> and, uh, you went... I've uh, been on tour with drug stuff from Germany. No, I don't know. No, I you've actually, I'm, I'm just kidding. Like, I've toured with Matt and Kemp. That's true. You have so, toured with Matt and Kim. And the Circle Jerks. Which I could not do. For, so. I could. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I had Keith Morris walk up to me and go, Brittle Nights, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Keith is another guy, like, yeah. as, as much as we were talking about, like... Off? But yeah, but Keith is like a dude that just is like, he's been going to shows, oh, yeah, yeah, knows yeah. every band, yeah. still buys music. It's like Jello Biafra, right? Jello Biafra is the same exact thing. same way. Oh, like, dude. It's certain, fucking, when Jello yeah. came to our show in San Francisco, it was backstage. I just went on the cruise with him. He was on that cruise. He's Jello awesome. Biafra was on that cruise. He's fucking, he was on a boat for two days with like <laughs> Jello is like a fucking wicked dude. Oh, he's an like, awesome dude. It's yeah. so cool that like these people that you grew up like almost worshiping, um, uh, end up being cool. Like Ian and Jello, yeah. like yeah. Fuck. and also that they're they're not jaded by the fact that they were there. Like there is yeah. nothing you can right. show them. That they haven't seen, like there's nothing. And Henry can, and, and Henry, Henry. yeah, I like mean, the, and, and like I think Henry shows it a little more. Yeah, whereas sure. Jello and Keith, and I guess Ian too, but mainly Jello and, and Keith Nardwar and Nardwar too. <laughs> but these are guys that just like love music and yeah. care about bands, and they're checking out new bands and they're recommending bands to you. I mean, what it does is it like validates the whole. Oh, it does absolutely. The, like, the it would put you in the same continuum. Yeah, you, you know. Speaking of, of Henry again, I just remembered this. Uh, what was it? In 2010, I believe. Was it 10? Where, where? Yeah, 2010. We played Poogle Pop in Belgium. Okay, yeah. And I ha- and it, the same day, like an hour before, after Henry Rollins was speaking at another stage, I waited outside of his dressing room with a burnt, digitized co- bootleg tape I had made, for, made of his spoken word <laughs> show in 89. Wow. That's awesome. At an all-ages show at the back of the Rivoli. And I waited and I waited to give it to him. And he never went to his dressing room. 
Really? Never. I fucking... So you actually recreated sort of like a teenage moment <laughs> 20, 20 years later or whatever, right? Where like, you are, like, playing you're high up on a bill at Poogle Pop, <laughs> still finding a way to, to feel, feel dejected. Low. <laughs> I do that all the time. Like, you have these lucky encounters, Damien, I feel, where, you know, you're like, hey, Jay Maskus, how are you doing? Meanwhile, I'd be like... Hey, uh, Jim, uh, uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, but it's, it's well, Jay, Jay is someone that I think I bullied it. into being my friend. Yeah. I just wouldn't take no for an answer. Like right. most people, when, when, when Jay's like, what does that thing, which he does to everyone, which is like, like just doesn't stare at you, talk back to you. Yeah. I was just the guy going like, yeah, but what about that time deep wound did this show with like, uh, yeah. negative effects? Like, and then like, and eventually he just like. Broke down. I think and, sometimes untalkative people, it is good to talk at yeah, them Kevin for Shields, a long time. Kevin Shields is the same way. Like, you know Kevin Shields? Yeah, like he's another one that I just like, wow. forced to be my friend. Like, <laughs> I like your stuff, so I'm going to make you see what I see in you, in me. <laughs> but you got to get it so these guys will take a bullet for you, literally. Well... Literally. I'm not saying it, but Kevin has. Oh, no. Can't say anymore. No, is that kidding. why the Valentine is bloody? So wait, so you were, you were miserable... In yeah. this past year, I, I mean, I was just reading the interviews, and I'd talk to you, and I'd see you, and it would just seem like there was like, you, you said fucked up. The whole plan was for them to tour with a different singer yeah, than you. I you was had this whole that. thing in the interview. I just wanted to like, because I wanted to figure it away. Because like that's the problem is that when I want to stop touring, the party's over for them, and it's like they're. I'm just as much a member of this band as they are. Like, there's no, I'm not sitting there writing these guitarists, going into practice, being like, yo, play this now. Uh-huh. Or like, Mike and I split lyric writing. Uh-huh. Mike is the visionary. So I was like, well, why does it have to stop just because I can't do it? Like, yeah. they should find a way to. And like, that is ridiculous. Like, it as much as that Your works personality on Personality is as a lie, uh, yeah, you know, as an ambassador of the band. It's just the nature the band, of media. It's like they focus on the singer. But yeah. Can we talk about what you brought up in the car? Uh, oh, about that? About them? No, about, about that band. Turbs. About Turbs. Turbs. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, I thought you were meant about. Oh no, 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 no absolutely, no, no, yeah, no, no, but um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so you were taught what. Coming over here, uh, we were talking about how Turbo Negro asked. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Turbo Negro asked you if you want Happy Tom from Turbo. Yeah, if you wanted to front Turbo Negro, which for Pretty me is crazy. like Turbo Negro. You know, is one of the greatest modern rock bands Such ever. Such a rad yeah, creation. Ever. And yeah. it was just like, here, and, and that's another great example. Like, Hank, as much as he's the focal point, he is not the band. Happy yeah. Tom is writing and, the and, songs. And I think and that like, to some extent with Turbo Negro, because they're a band that's wrapped around a bit of a concept. Yeah. You know, you know I, I think that they're not viewed as just their singer. That's and true. And I don't think that there's that's a true. lot. Of, I don't okay. think there's a lot of But he of does have a have, lot of focus, he, right? For, he, no, you Hank need is a like guy one like of the, that. One of the, Hank is one of the greatest front men I've ever seen. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to take away ever. from that. He's incredible, and he's just a huge presence. You know, I saw, I got to see them for those reunion shows, uh, whatever, years ago. And mm-hmm. it was, it was. We toured he, with them for yeah, those shows. Yeah, and he was just like. So amazing, you know, as a frontman. Yeah. But at the same time, if they found, I, you know, I can see it continuing. Is what I. Well, mean, that's the thing, you know? right? And I and I, they asked me, and I agreed. Well, originally it was supposed to be we were going to do a new thing because uh-huh. they're like Hanks on his own trip now, and we want to do something new. And it was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Like I'd love to do something with you know Euroboy and and Tom. Like because they're like I think they're geniuses. Yeah. yeah. And like I'd love to work with them. And then. 
And then it became, well, we're going to do this Turbo Negro show, and we want you to sing. And, and I'm like, that's when I got scared. And I really chickened out. I literally yeah. chickened out like to the point where I'm embarrassed by it because I stopped like writing back because I, I was just so scared. Also, yeah. I was losing my mind and fucked up, too, at that point. But it right. was... It was this last year, and there, and I was just like, I, those are those are huge shoes to fill. And I'm friends with like every party involved, right? Like, yeah. And so I, and I think I've seen the video footage. It looks awesome, and and yeah, they should be able to go on. So who's singing for them now? It's um, from Dukes, Dukes of Nothing. Nothing, yeah. And he, uh, it's this, it's this dude from Dukes of Nothing who works at Southern in England. He's like as down as you can get. Right. right. But it's those are big shoes to have to. Huge. I kind of think that's a good call, English guy. Well, that's like the one thing, yeah, right? You like, get some weird. Is he heavy? Yeah, he is. He's, he's got, got a heavy. Guy. I think he comes on with a pork pie hat, and he's got the yeah. same Alice Cooper yeah. eyes and stuff. Yeah, See, that was the thing so for me. I'm like, it work. I already have, and that's the spin cover. People have been like, "Yeah, why would you dress up like Hank from Turbo Negro?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't." But I already have that yeah. as a compar- comparison enough where right. I'm like, I feel like uh-huh. that's someone that obviously, like you know, himself, yourself, even you, Nick. I like, love the, no, but these are guys that I've like, like I'm just like a guy who stole from all these great yeah, people for sure. Like, yeah, Chris sure. Callahan, like yeah. you guys, yeah. him. Uh, all these hardcore people we've talked about. Uh, like, those are the people that I'm just cribbing shit from. Yeah. So then to have to, like, you know, if, like, uh, you know, if, if Danko Jones asked me to become Danko Jones, or if, like, it's weird. if I had yeah. to even, you know, te- sing a Teen Craig combo yeah. reunion. Or having to do those combos. Which, Allison, if you're listening, I'm totally down yeah. to do. If you and I've got Nick, shit to do, so you can you get Damien to sing. <laughs> For the Teen Craig combo the reunion. Te- the Teen Craig combo but reunion like, with <laughs> every song sung by a different Toronto luminary. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't get inside. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm fucking. I, I'm home. But like, yeah, like those direct TV. It's it's it, it's hard to because I think that would almost expose me. <laughs> you know, like I'd be. Yeah, but that's you know that's a good thing in a way. But on the to be exposed you know? side, you know, I don't think Hank could be in fucked up. You well, know, no, so like, it works both ways. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, I think anyone would have a hard time being anyone's role right. in yeah. a exactly. band. Well, you right. know, we had a tour. We had someone tour, and you did this too. Both Damien and yeah. I have been in circumstances where our bands went on tour, and we were not singing for those bands. It's you the know? best advertisement you can yeah. have for yourself. In his case, it was this guy Beeve from a band called uh, Urban Blight, and it was also way before Fuck. It was kind of when Fucked Up could get away with doing that. Yeah. You know? Oh, I see. And uh, in, in another way, it kind of did set a precedent that maybe you could still try to do something. Well, that's, like what, that, I, that's what I kind of thought because we've actually done at least one show without at, with a, with at least one member of the band missing you were the only person well no, no everyone's yeah. been replaced right, right. And we, we've done shows like mike and jonah went there when we opened for the stooges yeah jonah's which was crazy me. yeah oh, but wow. it was still a good show oh so yeah it was it a, i mean you had was, to you had to really you had to really push it yeah but it, it was still like, like it was also that show that kind of, that show kind of showed me that like Oh, there's a reason the Stooges are the Stooges. Yeah, you guys. I don't want to sound like a jerk. Oh no, the Stooges really did. Like Iggy, I was like, oh, so Iggy Pop really is a hundred thousand times better than like everybody in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the king of rock. He stage shots into like the third row of seats at Massive Amazing. But he also does something where it's like physical. Like the presence is there, no matter whether he's like running around or anything, or just standing there. I wish they hadn't played Skull Ring. I'm still feeling weird that they played. I really wish that their set list had been backwards. If they like started who, with Skull Ring, well, like because yeah. they almost ended with Star they Skull Ring, but they, they also ended with everything off the weirdness. 
Yeah, yeah. Like it was like get it out of the way. Yeah. Get it out of the way. We just mix them up. Yeah, but you push the new stuff by putting it at the front. Not by bumming everyone out at the encore. Yeah, you don't. I didn't go to the show. That was the last I want to be your dog. Yeah, that when they opened it. I want to be your dog. Okay, we're running out of time, so we want to go to eat some burritos. We gotta eat. We gotta pee. Pee and eat. So we're gonna do. I got you on the mic now, Damien. You're coming back for a part. Absolutely coming back. Part two, because we haven't gone into like any of anything, the, uh, any any of the fun stories that we've all had. We're just shared experiences. Shared, we well, we did more. tell the Dave Foley. That's one. our big story. That's, that's for really... sure not making it there. So let's get to the point. <laughs> I was let's roll just another joint and turn the radio loud. I got. That's how you guys sign off with Grateful Dead every week, right? Dead disco, dead funk, dead no. rock and roll. My friend. <laughs> it was metric. I forgot. No. Metric is what you sign off with every week. We always sign I'm off a huge with fan. the metric. I just song. can't remember the sign offs. Monster <laughs> Hospital, folks. You've been listening to the Monster Hospital podcast. All right, so that's it. We'll, we'll do it again. Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> <laughs>